Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. It involves stepping out beyond what is known in human terms, but trusting God anyway. This can seem to be even more difficult that, um, for us here right now because the society that we live in tends to be very risk averse. We do everything that we can to mitigate risk, to manage risk, to avoid risk. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about throwing, you know, wisdom out, you know. I'm not saying that we shouldn't insure our cars or our houses because, you know, like I trust God. So, you know, no, don't cancel your insurance after this message. Like keep it, you know, do all the wisdom things. I'm not talking about, you know, purposely going surfing where sharks are because the waves are good. And if the shark comes, I'll just do a Mick Fanning and punch it in. Actually, surfers would do that. So maybe that was a, maybe that was a bad example. But, but you know what? The catch cry of society tends to be, whatever you do, just don't fail. Just don't fail. We tend to be a bit risk averse. You know, stay safe. Go for the easy gain. You know, fear and safety. Now, obviously, safety in a lot of sense is good. But fear and safety tend to rule. So we play, we play for the draw. We pray prayers like, God, can you, can you just keep my kids on the right track? And also if they can not annoy me sometimes as well, that would be great. You know what I mean? Like we just pray like sort of like safe prayers. Just don't let them go off the rails. When God is truly calling us to speak vision and purpose over them, to pray prayers like God, give them a passionate fire for what you have for their lives to make an eternal impact in the kingdom of God. But often we just look at safe and as long as it doesn't fail, then we're happy. And we see this so often in the political arena with this sort of short, short gain, short term thinking, because every word, every small insignificant action, I'm so glad and never want to be in politics, um, is analysed by the 24 hour news cycle. You know, big changes and big plans are often avoided. Uh, there's so much worry about doing the wrong thing that many times decisions lack courage because they don't think beyond the next term of government. And so often, and we've seen it everywhere, so often campaigning is how bad the other side will be, not, hey, I've got a vision and a picture for the future and, and what this nation or what this state or what this area could be like. And so even more so, just like God encouraged Joshua to be strong and courageous, He wants to, he wants to encourage us in the same way. I, I'm not having a wind session about politics, but it's important to understand the society that we live in and the, and the air that we breathe because it's a climate and environment that we live in. However, God has called us to live differently. God has called us to live differently to the world. And so what I wanna do today is give us, give us three things, three things that we need God's courage to come and impact our lives with. And so the first one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Number one is we need the courage to move beyond safe. Now, as I said before, I'm not talking about silly risk-taking behavior. I'm not talking about, you know, driving, you know, 150 Ks down Peelwood Parade and try not to hit the pines or, you know, anything like that. But it's an attitude that says, safe won't define me. If we're really honest, safety tends to be about self-preservation. 
about looking after number one. And while, yes, we do need to prioritise our physical, our emotional, and our spiritual health, we do that in completely the opposite direction that the world says. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you want to be, uh, wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is there anything worth more than your soul? You see, if safety is about self-preservation, then following Jesus is actually all about self-denial. It's the risk of giving up our own way. And I don't know about you, but for me, that takes a lot of courage because so often I think I know best. I know if I would actually look back in my life and check history, it would prove that I definitely do not know best. But somehow, somehow I still keep thinking that I know best. You see, it takes courage to give up your own lives for the sake of following Jesus. For most of us here in Australia, although this is very different for many parts of the world, this is not about physical danger. I think it's good to remind ourselves that in many parts of the world, meeting like this on a Sunday morning is impossible and it's, and it's for fear and risk of physical violence. And we should pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ and believe that God's going to strengthen them, that He's going to move in those, in those situations. And in all honesty, we have so much to learn from them, not the other way around. But, but for most of us, if we're really honest, like I said, safe tends to be about uh, self-preservation. And, and for us, it's things like risking our image. Well, if I follow Jesus in this way, what will people at work think? How will it be viewed by my friends or my peers who don't follow Jesus? For us, it's risking failure. Well, what happens if I pray for this person and the situation or the health issue gets worse? There's, there's, a, there's a risk of a, and, a, and a fear of failure. Maybe it's risking being let down. Well, if I forgive this person and if I move on and I don't have my walls up like previously I've had, then I might be let down again or I might be hurt again or I might be taking, taken advantage of again. And while we need wisdom in relationships, we also don't need to face every single uh, relationship or friendship that we walk into with this big like Jericho wall up that says, I'm gonna keep you out because of the past and because of unforgiveness and bitterness and how I have been hurt. But if we're going to leave a godly legacy that impacts beyond our lifetime, we need God's courage, God's courage to move beyond safe, beyond safe. So number one is we need the courage to move beyond safe. Number two is we need the courage to risk again. The courage to risk again. Winston Churchill said that momentum is the ability to move from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Hopefully, hopefully we aren't just moving from failure to failure. Hopefully there's some wins in there as well. But there's something about that perspective that says failure won't define me that says failure is not final, that says I'm gonna take the courage and I'm gonna to look to God to get the courage to risk again. You know, maybe you took a step of faith believing God for something and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would. 
Maybe you obeyed God in a certain situation, but then it ended up uh, going south and being even more sour. In the Old Testament, there's a guy called King David and he's battling the enemies of God. And him and his, and his men, they come home and they find devastation. And so we're gonna, we're gonna read this quickly in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses one and two. It says, three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found the Amalekites had made a raid into Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. Look at this situation that David finds himself in. This is, what, this is what's going on. He's, he's risked for God. He's gone out to defeat the enemies. But while he's doing that, some, the enemy has come in to his hometown. Then this is David's response. This is from verse 6 to 8. It says, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abatha the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abatha brought it and David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said to him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. You see, there is only one place that we find the strength and the courage to risk again, to step out for God again, to pray again, to believe again, to bring godly principles into our family when, when everyone seems just to be running the opposite direction. There's only one place that we go to believe God, to move through our businesses again when they've been decimated. And that is our relationship with God. Moral integrity is, is great. We obviously, that's good and important and we need that. But can I encourage you, it's not enough. We actually need a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. David asked the priest to bring in this thing called an ephod. And I don't know about you, but I had to look it up as well to check, to check what it was. But it was a ceremonial garment that was worn by the priests in the Old Testament. So they would put it on when they went in to the presence of God. It was David saying, I need some strength and I need some courage from the Lord. And in fact, I'm not even gonna rely on the priest to go and do that for me. I'm putting this thing on myself. Maybe we should bring that back, like, you know, fine linen or something that, that we wear, or the worship leader wears it as they worship. Anyway, whatever. But, you know, he said, you know what? I'm not gonna rely on the priest to do this. I'm putting it on for myself. And I'm going to the presence of God because I need to hear God's voice because I need His strength. I need His courage with what I'm facing right now. Now, because we're living New Testament, it's amazing. And we don't, we don't need to, you know, put on a, a linen coat or anything, anything like that because we have Jesus. Because of what He did on the cross, we don't need a religious robe to meet with God and to come into His presence. We just need to make a choice. And I believe as I was preparing this message, there are many people here and God is waiting to fill you with courage to risk for Him again, to go again for Him. If you would just take the time, if you would carve out an environment of prayer and listening to His voice for what He has next to you, next for you, sorry. We need God to fill us once again with the courage to risk again. So we need the courage to move beyond safe. We need the courage to 
risk again and maybe just as Lee and the team join me, the last thing, well, we need lots of courage, but the, the last thing we're going to talk about today is that we need courage to lift someone up. The courage to lift someone else up. Galatians 6 verses 1 to 3 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to, I love how brutal this verse is. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Love it. Love it. But this is not what this verse talks about. This is not the way of the world. The way of the world is that if someone has failed, said inappropriate things, then we cancel them. If someone in the public eye makes a mistake, then the social media barrage starts. Sponsors line up to quickly dump and disassociate themselves from that person. It's not gentle. It's not humble. And there's not much attempt to get them on the right path. See, but God has called us to have the courage to help restore people. He has called us to leave a legacy that looks past mistakes and failures and sees untapped potential. He has called us to live humbly remembering that we are all flawed and that it is only God who is truly good. Now, this doesn't, on the balance side of this, this doesn't mean that there shouldn't be consequences for actions or that things should be swept under the rug. The church as a whole has done a very bad job of this over the years. And so we do not say this to say that people's pain doesn't matter or if someone comes to front for a prayer line, gets prayed for, then it's all good and you know, no consequences, no safety plans available. No, 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 no. But what we do know is that, like I said, we live in a society that as soon as something is out of place, everyone drops them because they're all worried about our own brand or worried about our own, you know, it's, it's all self-preservation. But, but God has called us to live differently. He's called us to live differently. He's called us to have the courage to lift someone up when they fail, to risk people thinking maybe something different of us because we have been the ones that have stooped down, that have put the hand down to lift someone else up as they failed. Because that's what Jesus did for us. The next verse after the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3:17 says this, God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. God in His holiness and His sovereignty could have just said, Humanity, you've missed the mark. I'm sorry, too hard basket. Let's just start it again. But he didn't. He put his hand down. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, and said, no matter the mistakes that you've made, no matter the failures that have occurred, I'm going to lift you up. That is that Jesus came to lift us up. He came to set us free from slavery, to set us free from Egypt and to take us on a journey into a promised land. And this this morning, 
We're going to pray because I believe that God's presence is here to come and to fill us with courage. And maybe for you, there's one of those points that are highlighted is, is one that's specific for you. Maybe if you, for you this morning, you need God to come and His presence to fill you with courage to move beyond safe, to not just keep it you know, together in the box so it all, all lines up. Maybe you need the courage to risk again. There's been disappointment, a, a loss of hope. And you've said, ah, I would never do that again. I'd never risk for God again. I, I don't think I'll ever pray for someone again. I, I won't believe that again because I've been let down. Or maybe for you, it's that courage to lift someone else up. That courage to go, I, I see what this person is going through. I see what's happened in their life. But I know that God has called me, like the Bible says, to restore people gently and humbly, to carry each other's burdens and to make a difference wherever I go. And so this morning, I just love us to bow our heads and pray. I, I, I want to pray that Holy Spirit would just speak to people this morning. God, we thank You right now. God, we thank You for all those that need Your Spirit to come and fill us with courage to go beyond safe. I thank You right now that courage would come and fill hearts and fill lives. For all those that are here that need the, the courage to risk again when disappointment and a loss of hope is speaking so strongly. I, I just thank You right now that there'd be courage to believe again, courage to risk again, courage to go, I can make a difference again. And for those here, God wants to come and He wants to fill you with courage to lift somebody else up, to say failure won't define me, but it won't define them either. I'm believing that I can restore in love. I can restore in humility. I can restore with the power of God. And so this morning, God, would you just speak to our hearts?